you are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Devin. This is Liz. And I'm rushing this intro because we've been recording for a couple of minutes and we're missing all this stuff that I Liz is saying that I want people to hear. So <laughs> stuff like I had to go get a new glass of podcast juice. <laughs> Toddlers and tiaras, where the moms feed their children go-go juice. Go-go juice. We pump Liz full of alcohol and sugar. Well, this one I had to, like, let go of my logical side a little bit because the sheer fact that we said, okay, we have, like, somewhere between five and seven states and provinces that we cover and many topics. And as soon as we set the goal of scaring the hell out of each other, we landed on the same story. I just love that brain twin. I just love it. I do think it's really, really cool that we came to the same place. But this is the the place that I have a personal ghost story about. It's the place that scared me shitless as a child in elementary school. So, of course, when you're like, let's scare each other, it's exactly what I thought about. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, should we jump right into it? Jump right in. Folks, today we're going to do a different style of podcast, we're going to tag team this one and tell you about the Han Mansion in Spokane, Washington. Mm-hmm. Also known as South Hill, I found out. Like South Hill, but all one word. It's The whole house itself is known as South Hill? Yeah, according or- to Weird Washington, or according to Spooky Spokane, it's known as the Love Cottage. All right. this A is- little place where we can get together, I guess. <laughs> like either of those names um i've seen it referenced also as the wilbur Hahn mansion because the wilbur folks who i think had it built you're gonna tell me more about that part of it yeah i'm gonna fill in some backstory i don't know anything about the folks who owned it before dr uh dr asshole dr Hahn bought this place yeah um so i'll start telling you about it Uh, What's known to me anyway as the Han Mansion was built in 1916 for, I read that it was built for $75,000, which Google calculator tells you is like $1.75 million in today's money. That sounds about right. Yeah, a lot of cash, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It sits on 3.16 acres on Spokane's Lower South Hill, I knew it because the long, grassy um, meadow that comes sweeping down from the house to 17th Avenue is what faced my elementary school, which is Franklin Elementary. Yeah, you Um, lived right near there. My mom and brother and I used to take walks in front of it pretty frequently, and it was always interesting to us. Actually, so one of my, y'all, I'm jumping all over the place, but y'all know how much I love puns. Oh, Um, no. One of the first puns I remember encountering was there was a stone. I mean, this whole property is bordered by a low stone wall. And it was, you know, probably about waist high on my mom and our little old lady neighbor, Ava, who would go on walks with us, too. And they would hold my hands as I walked on the wall. And I was probably like three or four. Um but I'd, you know, tightrope walk on this actually very wide wall. And anyway, because we did it every single time, they called it my ritual. <laughs> and I still remember that pun. Um, That's your origin story. Yeah, it's my origin story. Rick. <laughs> the other, the first pun I remember making, because I remember my first pun, 
was dad and I, I know it's so stupid. Dad and I were driving to McDonald's and we were going to meet my mom there. Who's going to meet us after work. And, uh, he was worried about her being late. And I said, don't worry, dad, she'll catch up. <laughs> God. And then, you know, because I was like five, I had to very earnestly describe why that was clever, which is, wow, dad, do you, because ketchup, like get it. Like we're going to McDonald's that has well, ketchup. Humor lives in the explanation and the dissection, Devin. Oftentimes it does. Mm-hmm. That's why I have to explain them all to my husband. <laughs> he doesn't laugh hard enough, so I want to make sure he gets it. <laughs> anyway, when you walk in front of the Han Mansion, uh, which is set all the way at the, the end of this you know, acreage. Yeah, um, it's I functionally it was- on 19th, really. It is, yeah. And so the front of this lawn is on 17th. And as you walk on 17th, you always feel this beautiful, glorious, cold breeze coming down uh, from the house across the field. Because the rest of that neighborhood has... Let me try that again. The The neighborhood? The neighborhood. The Mm -hmm. rest of that neighborhood has those really tall pines. Mm -hmm, It does. So it's the only place in the neighborhood, really, that either doesn't have huge trees or a house that's right there at the road. Mm -hmm. The Han Mansion was designed in a very classic American craftsman style uh, for Ralston Jack Wilbur and his wife, Sarah Smith Wilbur, by an architect friend of theirs who apparently was employed by our buddy Kirtland Cutters firm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Take a shot. Take a shot as Kirtland Cutter. That's so, I love it. That's our best game ever. If it turns oh out that Kirtland gosh. Cutter was a serial killer, we're just going to have to close the whole thing down because it's going to be the singularity. <laughs> it will be. It's our nucleus. It's the one, <laughs> the one little brain part that feeds our whole story log. <laughs> Damn it, Kirkland. Well, I gotta go back and tag him in everything he shows up in. We should do meta tags and stuff or whatever you call it so that you can search it. And I'm mm-hmm. sure he's he's like our Kevin Bacon. You know, we can exactly. relate every story to him within a couple of steps. Jesus fuck. So off the record, I was walking around in New Orleans with Jay and we walked over. Yeah, off the record right now as you have your fucking siren going by um we're walking over the trolley tracks did i tell you the story already no he was Uh -uh. like ah trolley because he lives in manitou now and he's like i've got these trolley tracks by my house it's so weird do you know where that used to go and i was like (laughs) 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 buckle the fuck up (laughs) did you tell him all about hell trolley you know it. <laughs> Good girl. Mm-hmm. I've told so many people your parachuting beaver story. <laughs> I'm having fun doing the YouTube clips. Hell Trolley's going to have to be another one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I anyway. think those are really cool. Carry okay. on. Back on. What so. were we talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I said that it was Kirkland Cutter. That's right. Oh. The 6,000 square foot mansion. 6,000 square feet, Liz huge mansion, was purchased from the owner, Sarah, by Dr. Rudolf Hahn and his second wife, Sylvia Fly, in 1924. And he invested a further $50,000 into renovating the property. Damn. Before I tell you what he did with that money, 
let's talk about Dr. Han for a second, because he wasn't actually a doctor at all. In fact, what the fuck? It's recorded that his profession, his trade, was that of barber. Rudy? (laughs) What you doing, Rudy? This is not the Middle Ages. (laughs) You can't be a barber surgeon, yeah. Well, you apparently can, because even though he wasn't licensed to practice medicine, he made a fortune practicing electroshock therapy, uh, which he said cured cancer. He reportedly did lobotomies, and we know he performed illegal abortions on wealthy women. That's the main thing I remember hearing about that mansion is the illegal abortion stuff, which is sort of like, well, every abortion at that point was illegal. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't even a doctor. He that's wasn't really good. a doctor. So that's not who I want scrambling around my lady bits is someone no. who didn't even go to med school for it. Or right? my brain. Or with electricity. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Just stay well clear of the whole top top to toe. Just hands yeah, off, Rudy. Just, in fact, at this point, I'm not even sure I want you cutting my hair because I feel <clears> like <throat> you're making some questionable decisions without my input, really. <sighs> Part of the $50,000 he invested in this home apparently, supposedly, purportedly, was used to renovate the basement, which is where he would perform these abortions, and had gutters installed in the floor to help the blood drain better from these abortion (laughs) procedures into the drain. (laughs) Gruesome, dude. To further facilitate the abortions, he installed, apparently, secret passageways and stairs to help ferry his patients in and out of the house in secrecy. Okay. When I was in elementary school, I remember being in first grade and looking up to the second graders in my class and hanging off of every fucking word they said about the mansion and about how he installed tunnels that went from the house to the elementary school and that ghosts would go back and forth between the house and the elementary school. Well, yeah, if you're trying to round up a bunch of people who need electroshock and abortions, you're obviously going to go right to the elementary school. (laughs) We were we were Lower South Hill, my friend. We started young with our yeah. activities. Evidently. Did they say abortion when they were in second grade? Or no. did they say he did surgeries? They said that he did surgeries and that he killed people up there. I mean, like, to be fair, these kids also told me that Dracula went back and forth um, mm-hmm. between the house and the school. And I shouldn't have believed that one. But I definitely believed the ghosts as a kid. Did y'all have the Bloody Mary myth when you were a kid? Yeah. Did you yeah. ever do that? No, I was scared of it. Yeah, I was too scared to do Bloody Mary as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I remember the um, bathrooms in the gym. So I get, you know, it should have been like locker rooms or whatever, but they didn't make you change as a as an elementary school kid. Mm-hmm. But the bathrooms were so creepy. And that was always where the older kids told us that uh, the tunnels connected to was through the locker rooms and sure so you know that got all mixed up in my brain as a kid and i'm that's why i don't go to gyms to this day well every elementary school has its own ecosystem of urban legends i think (laughs) do you remember any from yours i know bloody mary was a big one and Mm -hmm. i'm trying to remember what the other ones were oh man 
No, it's oh, too far back. It's, too far. Oh, you got We. It was definitely word of God that Niagara Falls was controlled by the mafia, but I think that may have just been accurate. <laughs> like not as in they could turn what? it on and off. Yeah. But that yeah. like all the tourism in the area. So for the uninitiated, <laughs> although I was not born in New York, yes, I did were. grow up in Buffalo until a certain age. And yeah, we went to Niagara Falls all the time. And every uh. tour company and tourist destination and restaurant and so forth, the rumor was that they were mafia controlled. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the burden of proof works, right? I think so. I mean, he used the same tactic. I don't think anyone can prove me wrong that Dracula didn't come from the Han Mansion to my elementary school. So, yeah. by those short walls, it was. <laughs> I think he flew. I think he turned into a bat in those tunnels and just cruised on through that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess I should get back to you know real shit instead of more of my sad childhood no urban legends are the best aren't they good i'd like to do an episode on some pacific northwest urban legends jesus yeah and i don't even know which ones are pacific northwest ones i because no. now it's like all coming back to me that i remember there was one about like you would sit in a movie theater seat and you would feel a little stab and then you'd look back and there'd be a needle and a sign that said you have aids now because in the 80s and 90s aids was the boogeyman it was the huge boogeyman so mm-hmm. um and apparently I mean, there were people out there who were really invested in spreading it other than Ronald Reagan <laughs> and his lack Ronald of public Reagan. health funding. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I love oh, I love your health policy jokes. <laughs> so cerebral. It's so good. I just always remember uh, people saying, you know, on Halloween, like people were going to put drugs in candy and all mm-hmm. of the not that I know a lot of low-level drug dealers, but the couple low-level drug dealers I know are like, the fuck? I'm not giving away product to kids who aren't even going to appreciate it. Why the hell? hell? (laughs) Why would I do that? No, I'm not going to sell to your teenager. I'm not going to give it away away to your four-year-old. Free drugs and a fucking Butterfinger. Yeah, right? I'm going to keep both. Because, like, what's the game plan with that? The kid is going to, like have the butterfinger and be like oh this is some good shit and then like come back to your house with their pocket money or what <laughs> i know they're gonna come back because they're gonna know they got the butterfinger from you and they're gonna recognize it wasn't just that you know they're six and they love sugar they're right. gonna realize you laced it with something and be like i mean homie can you hook me up those are your best customers or people who are unable to legally work and earn money <laughs> <laughs> supply and demand capitalism (laughs) and reagan era politics i mean Mm -hmm. ouija broads have it going on yeah we'll teach you everything you need to know everything you need to know this is available for continuing education credits (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) please please contact your university and say that you're enrolling in one credit Uh, Mm -hmm. by listening to our podcast liz liz cut that shit out because i'm gonna i'm gonna hyperventilate i'm laughing too hard sitting here okay i 
We'll start again by telling you a little bit about Dr. Han, yeah? Yeah, do we get any content in that first 20 minutes? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Oh, shit. Dr. Rudolf Hahn and Dr. his Hahn. experimental and his... surgical procedures. Oh, my God. With his poor, <laughs> his poor second wife, Sylvia. Uh, Sylvia, incidentally, was 30 years younger than the good doctor. Dandy. So I'm not sure that was a marriage based on mutual love and attraction, but I'll tell you more reasons why I think that here in a second. Listen, Devin, he was a fake doctor, okay? <laughs> Pulling in fake doctor money. Yeah. And, what parents and, aren't happy when their beautiful daughter comes home with a fake doctor? <laughs> hey, he didn't have any student loans from med school to repay, <laughs> which in this economy counts for a lot. <laughs> I am paying off 50 grand for museum school. Jesus, girl. I'm going to be a fake doctor because apparently it pays a lot better. (laughs) And you don't have to pay off those student loans. No. Golden. Just some remodeling costs. Some remodeling costs. But, you know, because he was a fake doctor with all that fake doctor money, one of the things he loved doing was throwing parties. And these were... Despite it being prohibition, super wild alcohol-fueled parties. I swear we're going to have to do a whole episode on the one person who actually was slowed down from acquiring alcohol by prohibition. Was there one? (laughs) I'm not sure there was. I don't know, my friend. (laughs) Everyone we run across is just like, prohibition, awesome, that means I get to jack up prices. Exactly. Prohibition, (laughs) also known as 20% increase in my fee. (laughs) Wait, so, okay, okay, I have a question, and I'm sorry if you don't know the answer to this. Yeah, go for it. Did he come from somewhere else, and when he rolled up in Spokane, he was like, what's up? I'm Rudy Hahn. I'm a doctor. Or has he been faking the doctor thing for a long time? Or what? I don't know. I know he was married once before, and he had a son also named Rudolph with that woman. Um, But I didn't find out anything about their divorce, and I didn't find out anything about him before he buys this house in Spokane. Exciting. Okay. To be be fair, I didn't look that hard. I didn't get Faulkner levels of invested in Han's backstory. No, your research was completely thorough. Rudolph Han (laughs) popped into an existence. Hey, it is does known. his timeline match up with Faulkner? Faulkner was ripping shit up over in Seattle and San Francisco <laughs> at the time, unfortunately. I but- swear, every time I find somebody where they just are up to all the bullshit, I'm like, let me check. <laughs> yeah, let, let me look. What does your face look like? Do you have a prominent nose and piercing eyes? And Close some enough. eyebrows on 1920s fleek. My goodness, those were in that, <laughs> in that older one. He looks like everybody's grandpa's eyebrows. <laughs> Fierce and bushy. I don't know about everybody. My grandpa Campbell toward the end looked like he had fake eyebrows on. <laughs> <laughs> there was some body there. What? <laughs> God bless. Well, I didn't find a picture of Dr. Han, so I don't know what his eyebrows are like, but I did read that he was rather eccentric, and he loved wearing a full suit and house slippers to That's go me. do his errands. Yeah. <laughs> that is you. Do you remember that wedding you were in, and you wore a full suit and converse, and the bride's 
father kept saying you had clip-on hair. Damn straight. It's because I went to Glen Dow Beauty Academy and they didn't know what to do with short hairstyle. And some wonderful stylist looked at me in my short hair and said, give that broad a finger wave. And they did give that broad a finger wave and I looked like Astro Boy. This is going to be our best episode of all time. <laughs> I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee so hard. I have to power through. You did not look like Astro Boy. You I looked, did look you like looked Astro Boy, and you looked like the world's biggest Sailor Moon fan because they didn't understand what victory rolls were. <laughs> they were lopsided. They were. <laughs> it was so big. It would look like a flock of seagulls. away with just a ponytail bitch didn't she didn't they <laughs> listen all i fucking know is i had to stick my head under the bathtub tap to get that shit out <laughs> they said that with heat they said it with super glue i don't know what they said it with but holy shit oh you could weld bridges with that i would Oh my god, I don't know why I trusted Glenn Gow to touch it again, because they were the same ones that I brought a picture of Selma Blair with her short hair, and they looked at it, and they interpreted the shadow behind it as part of her hair. Long story short, I went home with a muffin in my head. Liz, you looked like a one-up mushroom. I was <laughs> fucking one-up mushroom. You came in the house that day, and the first words out of your mouth were, don't worry, I'm going to get it fixed tomorrow. Damn straight I did. I'm so and I even recommended her to you because she was the daughter of one of the lawyers I looked for worked for. I feel like we just had a complete breakdown in communication, but God oh knows there's God. a point in your life when you see what they're doing and you have to say, stop cutting my hair. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> oh honey. Please stop. You had a really fucking cute haircut as a result. I know it was shorter than you wanted, but they just took it all off, basically, and it, I thought it was really cute. Oh, yeah, I can rock a short haircut, but... You did. Astro Boy, my friend, Astro Boy. <laughs> You're going to get me started again. I'm going to totally ignore the Astro Boy comment until... <laughs> no, I can't! I just burp in the had... microphone. <laughs> yeah, you did! You had, really... you, had... you had big, dark eye makeup, and Astro Boy has fucking huge eyes. So you did, you looked like anime Astro Boy. With my fucking Converse. Listen, it was 2004, oh. and Converse yeah. were kind of the shit. They were the shit. And uh, I think you wore those again. I think you wore those to death. And we didn't still fucking have those. Oh my god, we looked so good, though. Mm-hmm. We looked so good. We always oh, look good, man. Yeah, we always look good. But I mean, like, you and Aaron and I had been working out. And oh, yeah. We had 
such as it was, we had our Marin hiccup, hair and makeup, not Marin hiccup. <laughs> Marin hiccup? <laughs> Which is, I, I don't have an excuse. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Han had an excuse. He had been drinking. Oh, Liz. Can you just <laughs> jump into like that with, with an intro that doesn't require me putting in the last 10 minutes of bullshit? <laughs> well, well, if you shut up ever, I wouldn't have to. <laughs> Never! <laughs> Talk forever. Your voice is my favorite. <laughs> Dr. Han had been drinking very heavily the night he drove his beautiful car straight into a swimming pool oh shit and instead of you know enrolling in alcoholics anonymous or whatever he went fuck it fill in the pool boys what <laughs> so he had his pool filled in so he'd never accidentally drive drunk into it again okay now you're down a pool and a car my friend <laughs> that's gonna affect the resale of both why not just put a fence up? <laughs> Why not stop drinking? It's prohibition. You have the perfect excuse. Did no, he no. take the car out before he filled it in? Or was he just like, delete this from the universe? It's like with Sims, where you just delete the whole thing with mm -hmm. the Sim in it. Just mm -hmm. get rid of it. I didn't want that child. It was ugly anyway. Yeah. This car is bullshit and the pool is bullshit and you just <laughs> need to concrete over the whole thing. <laughs> Don't ask questions. What a great question. In elementary school, I had heard that story, though, and we were told that it was a Rolls Royce because that was the fanciest car we could come up with as elementary mm -hmm. school kids. And Definitely. we were also told by the older kids that he they filled it in with the car in it. But I I mean, I didn't find anything online that would would that would support that i no second grader oral history is <laughs> solid my friend choice <laughs> yeah it's backed up by everything research. you know you can get pregnant if somebody pees in you yes you can get aids from you know the the chairs at the movie theater because someone was going to stick you with a needle pay phones um, eating ants went mm -hmm. around school that was a big deal because they tasted sweet is what people said so Wait, you ate ants? No, God. Are you fucking serious, me? It, whoa, are you fucking serious, me? Jesus. Do I need to take a break or a breath? Or I poisoned your brain through my brain. Oh, God, you always speak so well. And then we get to recording these, and I feel like I just word salad at you. And We both word salad, man. We both... Oh. Are you over... Are you done feeling weird about your voice when you listen to it? Do you feel okay now? No, I don't feel okay, but I'm over it. It's like when you're mad at yourself for being fat for six months and you're finally like, whatever, wearing a crop top. Don't give a shit. Yeah. It's too hot to care. I'm out of give a fuck. Right? Right? Super mm -hmm. out. No, I don't, I don't like my voice still. I'm not used to hearing it. The only time I like my voice in recording, I think that you and I have very distinctive voices, but mm -hmm. every now and then... I feel like I can't quite tell which one of us said something. Yes. And weird, isn't it? We have very different voices. But when we're left alone by ourselves, we kind of, we lesbian merge. <laughs> we do lesbian merge. Immediately. It's like, <laughs> super twinning up here. We're like Nell and Nell's dead sister. And we just have our own language. So Dr. Han was known for his super fucking wild parties, right? During Prohibition, 
um, still was drinking. He he was apparently BFFs with some lieutenant who then was a really big deal in World War II, I guess. I don't I didn't write it in my notes because I don't give a shit about war history, apparently. Right. Um, but just so all y'all know, that was going on. So that could have been one of the reasons why he got away with so much was because he was friends with folks in high places. <laughs> Wait, um, like a military lieutenant? Yeah, a like military. A police lieutenant. Okay. It sounds military. like it was a military lieutenant. Like I said, I didn't research The that head part. of the dry squad. The head of the dry squad. Um, other than these parties, Han was known for the knockdown drag out fights he had with his second wife, Sylvia. Oh, uh, no. I guess she was technically also his third wife because they got divorced and then got remarried. Oh, um, that's the move. Yeah. Um, after the one triumph fight, of hope he, over experience. God, right? Dude. Shit. Uh, she broke a couple of his ribs in one fight. And <gasps> oh, Sylvia, so, damn. Sylvia, girl. I know. And I'm like, I'm not okay. Women don't hit men, men don't hit women. People of all genders don't hit people of all genders. No hitting. But holy shit. I mean, Sylvia threw down, apparently. Imagine um, being at that party and you're like, dude, I don't care how many cars I get to drive into the pool or how much free booze there is. Those two are wailing on each other. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to get that right? secret tunnel to the elementary school. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with Dracula underground. Damn straight I am. <laughs> Well, their fights were awful, and Sylvia clearly didn't have a very happy life. I doubt that Dr. Han had a very happy life. Nobody was happy before 1992. Mm. And then the Spice Girls came out. Thank God. I think that that's what saved us as a nation and as a people. Remember repeal of the McCleary Act, Spice? I do remember repeal of McCarthyism, Spice, and then mm-hmm. they uh, changed her name to Ginger. Do you know Joseph McCarthy and I have the same birthday? I have the same birthday as Kurt Cobain, so I think I win. Sweet. We got to do grunge Seattle Tales one of these days. We should. Well, Devin, off much, the record, do you think Courtney yeah. killed him? Oh, this can be on the record. 100%. She was responsible for his death. I like, think. Did she pull the trigger or did she just push him down that road? No, I think she pushed him down the road. I think she probably OD'd him on heroin. I think she was the one that mixed too much for him. And then Mm -hmm. I think she paid uh, somebody else to shoot him and stage it look like a uh, suicide. That's my thought. But that's super influenced by my husband who looked exactly like Kurt Cobain in high school and has those feelings. Oh, shit. I remember that because in our, like, 10th grade biology class, he sang a parody song like (laughs) Nirvana's Nevermind, except it was about the concept of moles, you know, 10 times. Yes. What is the mole? It's 10 to the 26th. 10 times 6 to the 23rd? Yeah. But I remember it went, more moles, more moles, more moles, more moles. (laughs) Little did I know that man would someday be my Biffle's husband. Well, okay, so I hope that you keep in all the shit that you just said about Courtney. Courtney? Good God. Courtney, it's like... uh, What's their celebrity name? Brangelina. Brangelina, (laughs) yep. Wow. I hope you keep in all the stuff you just said about Kurt and Courtney Cobain, because they're my segue to another spouse who was responsible for the 
apparent suicide, but I'm pretty sure actual murder of their spouse. Oh, shit. Because I only know the story is a murder. Mm, well. Tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, did she go very far? <laughs> yes. And then she had to have an abortion. And then she had to have an abortion. Oh, yikes. Uh, she had to have a 1920s abortion, which is basically like a knitting needle and something to bite on. Uh, which is pretty much what they did for lobotomies. I just mm-hmm. hope that they clean the knitting needle between procedures. Jesus. Um. I know what direction I want them to do. If I'm going in for a lobotomy slash abortion, start with the head, end with the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what we have babies out of, right? Is our butts? I think we just one hundred percent. I've been there. <laughs> you have, and been that's there. what happened. Yep, you just poop that out. Mm-hmm. Well, sad. We'll change the the mood in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll calm down. Yeah, calm. <laughs> don't say that. I can't calm down if you say that. I'm oh. calm. Why aren't you calm? <laughs> you did this to me in another episode. God damn I'll it. I did this to you in every episode. <laughs> your, sex, <laughs> your sex noise is the opposite of making me calm. And I said noise. My sex noise? Your sex noise. <laughs> noise. <laughs> Holy shit. I... <laughs> God damn We're it. cheap drunks because only one of us has to get tipsy and the other one's on the floor, apparently. <laughs> oh. On the, I'm on all things. <laughs> You're on all things. Oh, I'm gonna start this over. My dog is looking at me reproachfully. Welcome to Ouija Bros. <laughs> is this does this set the tone for future episodes? Like we were shaky, right? And then we got really professional and legit. And now that we're at episode like twenty five, we're just like whatever. You guys can just hear our coffee shop talk. Our coffee Jesus, talk. Future me is gonna hate present me for this. Oh, you have so much uh, editing to do. Yes, ah, Liz. On a May nineteen forty night. Police were summoned to the Han Mansion. Do you want to know why? Uh, was it cars and pools? No, it wasn't cars and pools. Um, no, it wasn't. And I every time I'm like, this is very sad and serious, and I'm going to be sad and serious, I start smiling again, which is awful. Oh, well, shit. in it May together. 1940. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Dude, Sylvia is dead, and I want to tell you about it. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Sylvia. So, see, it really is sad. Um, police were summoned by a very intoxicated Dr. Han, who called them and said, Same. My wife, Sylvia, killed herself. <laughs> God damn it, woman. <laughs> police show up, and this is, I mean, this is kind of funny in a ludicrous way. They find Sylvia lying on her bedroom floor, dead, from an apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound, to the head. Oh. Um, oh no. Also, <laughs> right? But was there a party was going or no party head. when that happened? And there was no party. No party. Uh the door lock had been shut off. The bedroom was peppered with multiple gunshot wounds and Dr. Hans said, "Oh yeah, I just used this room for target practice another time. Has nothing to do with the dead woman who's also dead from a gunshot wound. She killed herself." Son he got off. Now, now on the one hand, yeah, that's awful suspicious. But on the other hand, do you ever think about the things that you do in your life that would look really suspicious if something <laughs> bad happened? 
That's true. I have a couple spots in the house where the dog is peed. And so they're really, really scrubbed clean that if I, you know, was accused of murder tomorrow, people would come in and be like, looks like you tried to scrub out a blood stain. Yep. What do you do that looks suspicious? Nothing. <laughs> Pure as the driven snow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Whenever, um, whenever, like, uh, you know, a car backfires and I startle or, you know, something makes a, no- a noise. And anyway, you startle as a result. My dad always says, well, if you'd lived a better life, you wouldn't be so worried. And that's what I think of. So. I love your dad's sense of humor. I just a good man. I mean, I do use the laundry room for target practice, if that's the kind of thing you're thinking of. I mean, dad uses the basement for target practice so yeah it's it's only eight feet across but it's i feel like i'm getting a really good sense of how to aim my various firearms you should know that Uh, well i'll tell you from from dad's personal experience that telephone books and bowling pins make great things to shoot yeah and you get so good at target practice you definitely never shoot your truck Or your garbage disposal. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, that was the scary one. That was the, my dad and my brother know more about guns than anybody else I know. They are the safest people with guns I have ever met. Saying that, they have both had accidental discharges within the last decade which makes me feel like no one should have guns because holy shit, if the two safest dudes I know have accidentally shot a truck, a garbage disposal, and a chair. Oh yeah, and then like- Listen, that chair was coming right for him. The guy was coming right for him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that makes me feel like no one should have guns because they are just- Holy shit, scary. My position uh, is if you don't have a gun, you can't do something stupid with a gun. No, that's why Jason won't let me have credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Matt if I could have a taser, and he said, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to shock yourself at least twice. I know. <laughs> at least twice. I know, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, go get them at White Elephant, because mm-hmm. I know that's where you can buy them. Bless those um, kids at White Elephant. Good God. Didn't we talk about White Elephant? Did you leave that in the last episode we recorded? I don't know. Where it's, it's quintessentially Spokane. It's the best. It's guns and fishing and toys and hobby supplies. Mm-hmm. And every it. all the prices are written on with a Sharpie. <laughs> love it. Well... Dr. Han's wife, Sylvia, is dead. This is 1940. I'm just going straight back into it. I don't Do know. it. I don't even try to transition anymore. Um, she's dead. He was not, uh, a, a, I mean, not formally accused of killing her. It was ruled a suicide. At this Although, point in time, did people know he was a fake doctor? That's a good question. I mean, they might. Mu- they must have? That's Ouija broad for I don't, I don't know. That's, yeah, I really don't know. That's Remember from thesis, you're supposed to say that that's outside the scope of my research. That's outside the scope of my research. That's an excellent question that's, that can't be answered with this data set. Fuck, that one's even better. I should have used that in my research <laughs> thesis defense. Damn. Well, he wasn't accused formally of 
his wife's murder. However, in 1945, he was 80 years old, still performing illegal abortions, Mm. and this time, and this time, he was convicted of manslaughter in the death of a young woman on whom he had performed an illegal abortion who died as a result of the procedure. Ow, no. Oh, baby girl. Yeah, poor baby girl. Well, Dr. Hahn... Uh, because he's Dr. Hahn, didn't get jail time. Instead, he was fined a thousand bucks and given probation. Okay. But apparently, at this time, he was deeply in debt. So, in order to pay off this and other debts, he had to sell the mansion and he moved into an apartment downtown. Then, on August 6th of the following year, he was found dead in his apartment. He had been stabbed through the chest with his own antique bayonet by a robber. Classic. Classic. Um, the assailant claimed it was a robbery gone wrong, but there are lots of people who think it was uh, revenge killing for oh. either the woman who died in 45 or any of the other people that um, Urban Legends says died in his basement. Sure. Have you heard that's a theory about what happened to the Black Dahlia? No, that it was an abortion gone wrong? Yeah, that they botched the abortion and then tried to chop her up and hide her and then gave up and no. just threw her in that field. What's, uh, why the Glasgow smile then? That's a damn good question. I went to, I stayed at the Millennium Biltmore in California, which is one of the places she supposedly haunts. You live an exciting um, life is what? You know, that's me, Liz. I'm a globetrotter, and I was there for a law school uh, admissions fair. So, really exciting sounding. I'm just glad I didn't stay at that one where, um, what's her name, Irene or something? The one that they have the surveillance footage of her um, freaking out and acting really weird in the elevator. And Elisa Lamb. To- there you go, Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I didn't stay at that one because I drank a lot of water at the Millennium Biltmore. Oh, Jesus, and God. You don't want to drink Elisa's water. Poor Elisa. Um, no, I hadn't heard that about the Black Dahlia. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. But there you go. That's what I know about Dr. Hahn and his involvement with the house on 17th Avenue. Okay. At least in this life. <gasps> There's ghosts. Are you trying to tell me there's ghosts? I'm trying to tell you there's ghosts at the Han Mansion. But I think before we talk about the ghosts at the Han Mansion, shouldn't we uh, get a little more backstory about the Han Mansion? No, you always do this. You tell me you're going to tell me about ghosts, and then you give me history and architecture. Everybody loves a tease. (sighs) You particularly. You love it. Come on now. You super do. No, when I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) you're such a top god (laughs) would you would you like me to tell you about ghosts can you just not wait (laughs) no do what you gotta do all right well you told me you were gonna tell me about the i've already forgotten their name uh jack wilson jack handsome man what the hell was his name the guy that that had the house built (laughs) Nope, Wilson Jack Handsome Man. You got it 100% right. <laughs> no, his name That's is... That's exactly oh, correct. Ralston Jack Wilbur. I was 50% right. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah, I'm ready for this shit. <laughs> 